another edition of the Unicorns podcast. This is a podcast series featuring business leaders, motivators, innovators, and general go-getters. Okay, it's time for another Unicorns podcast, and I'm really looking forward to today's chat. It's with Francis Atkins, who is the CEO and co-founder of Giveable. Giveable is a relatively new company which helps businesses operate socially and responsibly. Francis, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me. I should point out firstly that Giveable is probably not spelt as you might think it is. There's a sneaky double V in there. It's G-I-double-V-A-B-L, isn't it? That's right. In true um, startup style, trying to get the name of the company (laughs) short enough so that people remember it. (laughs) And it's giveable.com. That's it. So how did yep. you um how did you come up with the name? Because I've I've spoken to a number of founders. That's a hard thing to do, trying to find a name that's catchy, sums up what you do, you know, find one that's available, the URL. Give us give us a sense of how all of that came about. Yeah, um, we've been through name, you know, choosing names a few times for different things we've worked on, and it always starts off fun. Um, and then you start to sort of the anxiety sort of rises. Um, but with Giveable, actually, we actually came up with the name before we came up with the concept. Um, and so we, we, and there's a bit of a backstory because my sister and I, who's my co-founder, yes. um, we had a pre a predecessor to Giveable, which was a, a fun side project, and it was called Good Gives. Okay. And it was about it was about sustainability, and it was about social impact. Um, but it was more targeted um, at reducing waste from unwanted gifts because when my sister and I were um, on maternity leave and starting our, our young families and, you know, having birthday parties mm. and all that sort of stuff, we, we realised pretty quickly that there was a lot of waste from from um, packaging of gifts. Boxes, and, um, ribbons, boxes. strings, sticky tape, That's the whole it. thing. Yeah. That's it. And then also just lots of plastic toys that get played with for maybe five minutes and then they're sort of in the... The unloved pile after that mm-hmm. so that that venture was called good gives and then um we we pitched to get into the 10x accelerator for, at the university of new south wales yes. on that concept uh we were encouraged to do so um, but when we got into the program we said to them look we love this and we think it's an awesome idea but we're not sure we're ready to you know give up our, our sort of professional and corporate um careers for it yeah um, would you let us reconsider our our concept just to see if there's something there that we would want to, you know, commit 150% of our, our time yes. to. Um, and they said, yeah, sure, uh, you can do that, um, but you need a new name because <laughs> everyone's going to associate you with, with good gives. And we're like, okay. But we didn't know what the concept was and we didn't know if it was going to be related somehow. Yep. And so we ended up choosing Giveable. And that's how and that's how the, that's how we got the name. So. Um, but we we really like it because it's it's strong. Yep. Um, it's a strong name. Um, people people say to us, oh, but the the give bit sounds like you know it's you know giving to you know philanthropy or you know that that sort of thing. Um, but when we re um, imagine that, and it's we we use the tagline "Give it a go." So you know, give impactful spending a go, and we use that in our branding. And so we've we're sort of using the word "give" in a in a different sense. Um, which we quite like. Fantastic. Okay, so so what does Giveable do? How does it work? So what we're doing is we're capturing the sustainability 
social and diversity attributes and credentials of businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, and we are mapping them to uh, widely used sustainability reporting frameworks that companies use. So we recognise that companies today um, are looking to activate their spend for better environmental and social outcomes. Um, and there's lots and lots of businesses out there that are actively um, incorporating these practices and getting credentialed or have attributes. And so we capture all of that for the for the businesses and then we translate it for them into the language um, that they need to communicate their progress to their own stakeholders. Um, and that's all done through technology, through capturing data, which is essentially what the platform platform does. That's that's a, our, our key asset, if you like, our data and our data relationships. You mentioned before about giving up your um, career. What what were you doing before you began Giveable? So I was a I was in finance actually for okay. um, a long time, um, close to ten years. And before that, I was a lawyer in financial services, so doing wholesale um, finance. And um, it's quite interesting because a lot of the skills that we're using in our in our startup today really draw on that experience. Um, so a lot of our early customers are actually um, from the financial services sector. Um, we see a pathway to facilitating sustainable finance, um, which is one of the sort of the key targets of ours. Um, and, and we're able to also talk to our customers around why, um, you know, why sustainable and social spending is really important to them. And it's it's all about, you know, this this movement from the investor space on environmental and social governance, which is essentially, you know, driving capital funds flows. And so, you know, with with my background in finance and Naomi's background in finance, yeah. we're able to really engage our corporate customers on that conversation and we know we know how to have that conversation with them. Do they know where to start? Because I would think that if you're a you know if you're a corporate company, you know that there's a spotlight on you, but you might not know how to get started. Is that where they potentially come to you and say, please help? Yeah, it's it's quite interesting um, when companies are coming to us in their journey. So there are, there are out there, thankfully, very progressive big corporates that will set a target around sustainability or social impact at a strategic or organisational level, and then they'll just figure it out. So then, mm. you know, that drives the behaviour internally. And so we, we work with companies like that where they've set a target and then now they're, they're trying to figure out operationally how they, um, you know, embed that into their organisation. Then we have companies that take a, a probably a bit more of a, a cautious approach, which is, you know, probably quite sensible too. And they instead want to know, well, well, what's out there first? So what can I spend, you know, what what products and service categories can I actually spend in sustainable or social ways? You know, Giveable, tell me what they are. You know, Giveable, tell me what credentials and attributes we should be looking for. You know, let's see what the quantum of that is. And then we'll, and then we'll set our targets. Then we'll set our policies um, around that, um, knowing that we will be able to communicate our progress. So there's, there's okay. yeah, it, there's, um, it's, it's quite interesting. Can you give us, um, say, a practical example um, of, of you working with a, a customer and, and that journey and, and how it all sort of fits together? Yeah, sure. So originally when we started the platform, um, we were were creating, I wouldn't call it a marketplace, but certainly a place for businesses to go where they could 
they could look up a company or they could look up a product service and service category mm-hmm. and find suppliers that had sustainability attributes that they can engage with. Yeah. Um, and so we do that. So we have companies that come to us and, you know, for example, uh, we had one um, a few weeks ago say that they wanted to um, engage um, cleaning contractors across Australia, you know, given COVID-19 and the focus on, on you know, um, COVID-19 safe and clean spaces. And so they came to us and said, look, we really want to, we really want to engage um, businesses that, um, you know, have diversity attributes or social impact attributes and that kind of stuff. Can you, okay. can you help us find, you know, yes. nationally yep. those, those contractors? So that, that's an example of that. Then we have um, customers that come to us saying, well, actually, we want to know of our existing suppliers who already has, you know, sustainability, social or diversity attributes. Giveable, can you look at, you know, our list of thousands and thousands of suppliers, you know, some, sometimes upwards of, you know, getting close to 20,000 suppliers for, for large global companies. Can you give us a read on, you know, what our supplier, supplier base looks like from that perspective? And so we, we've, you know, we're capturing all this data and so we're able to, to run that analysis for them. And then that gives them, if you like, a baseline. They can start to see what categories are spent, what, you know, what regions, you know, all sorts of different interesting data points that can help them make better decisions, so data-driven decisions around the way they, um, the way they use their purchasing power. Mm. And so how has the business changed since when it first began? Oh, lots of different things. Um, so originally, I think originally when we pitched 10X, and just to, to remind you and your audience, so we, we went into 10, 10X, it was a 12-week program, and we yes. literally started from scratch. So we didn't have we didn't have a solution. We didn't have a startup at that point. We just you, knew had, we an, wanted... you had an idea and sort of a, a rough roadmap of potentially where it might go. Well, we knew what area we wanted to work yeah. in. We knew we wanted to work in sustainability, but and we knew we wanted it to be B two B, and we knew we wanted to access our network um, of corporate and, and government, um, you know, sort of professionals that we'd worked with in the past. Uh, but we didn't know what that looked like. So we spent 12 weeks or the better part for, you know, 10 weeks, I, I would call it, um, just talking to people, uh, trying to okay. figure out what the problems were, um, you know, cold call, a mix of cold calling and then reaching out to our network um, and across all different parts of businesses from corporate social responsibility is where we originally started and then, you know, progressively found our way to, sustainability professionals and procurement professionals and investor relations and, you know, impact investors. We spoke to, you know, anyone who would take a, take a call or have a meeting with us. Um, yeah. And so originally when we pitched this concept at 10X, it was, uh, it was actually a marketplace. So it was yes. facilitating transactions. Yes. Um, and now we don't have that as part of our platform because we realised when we spoke to lots of companies that, they didn't actually need the transactional piece of um, what we were offering. Where they really struggled was the data and keeping the, current the, the accurate. Information. Yeah, exactly. And that's you know, and and thankfully for us, I mean, that's the bit we really love about what we do. The transaction piece was going to create all sorts of complications and um, you know just complicate the tech as well. Yeah. And we didn't need yeah. to do it. So where do you source all the information from? We have a number of different ways that we do it. So we engage directly with suppliers. So suppliers come um, onto our platform and they go through a series of, 
modules and questions that um, that are really designed to engage. So one of the things we've designed up, been really focused on, is designing our platform to be supplier friendly. So okay. we can capture we can capture a lot of that information um, through the supplier. We also engage directly with um, what we're calling issuers of credentials. So you know these might be certification bodies, accreditations, standards, memberships, initiatives, all that kind of stuff. Um, and then we also, um, and, and then of course, some, supplementing that a, a sort of global data sets. You know, there's lots of um, data that's out there, but it's not structured or normalized in a way that can be digested by businesses. So we have lots of different sources, um, and then of course we overlay that with our own um, our own proprietary algorithms, which have been developed internally um, with a team of sustainability experts. Um, that have been working in the field for you know many years, um, you know, and you know also um, from organisations like the World Bank and and um, okay. at corporate. So we've had that expertise and insight from them um, as well to develop our our technology. And are you finding that um, increasingly, particularly with um, if you would look at Australia, ASX companies, because there's there's laser focus on uh, the big end of town to make sure they're doing the right thing. So a platform such as Giveable, are you finding that you're increasingly dealing with larger listed companies? Yeah, so most of our, so our corporate clients are all ASX listed companies. Yeah. Um, and uh, and then we've got also government clients. And yeah, so absolutely. I mean, at the, at the moment, and this is probably more a reflection of our own professional networks. So Naomi and Naomi and I, having worked in the corporate space for a long time, we, we you know, our clientele is probably mostly inside the top ASX 50. But mm-hmm. we actually believe there's a real opportunity for us in mid market, um, so mid cap, small cap, because these are the companies that, you know, might not have the internal resources, so they might yeah, not have vast sustainability yes. teams or vast yep. procurement teams, and need to, you know, leverage tools like ours to really you know, to be really able to demonstrate because they're they're subject to the same, you know, customer pressures, investor pressures, employee Scrutiny. pressures, as, yes. yeah, exactly as the bigger guys, um, but they don't have the the same level of resourcing to do all this stuff. And so you're a, a one stop shop solution, I suppose, to to help these companies. Yeah, I mean, one of the things we noticed very early on is just how fragmented all the all the data sources and information in this space is. Um, sustainability is a broad concept. Um, the investor community talks about it in terms of ESG or environmental social governance. Um, but when you sort of filter through an organisation, the language becomes more around environmental sustainability or social impact, social benefit, diversity and inc- inclusion, community initiatives and governance and, and ethical sourcing. And, and so all of that does you know, come under this concept of ESG or sustainability and it's incredibly yeah. broad and complex. So when do you say that uh, Giveable formally began? Was it um, a couple of years ago? Well, I think we we um, we registered the company in December 2019. Yeah. Um, we didn't start building any tech until right when COVID started. Um, <laughs> that would have so been it, fun. Yeah, and there was a two-week period where Naomi and I were just thinking, uh, is this going to be a good thing or a, or a bad thing for um, the whole sustainability movement? 
Um, and then, you know, we started to see what happened with, you know, shocks to the supply chain and then this whole conversation around, um, you know, diversifying supplier networks and localising supplier networks. Um, and then you, of course, saw the, the social, you know, social disruption, social injustice that happened um, out of COVID-19 and then diversity became a, a major issue. And we just thought, okay, you know, this, this is really going to help propel, you know, propel this movement. And and to date, how have you funded the business? Have you had to go out and, and raise external funding? Yeah, so we um, so through 10X, we got our first dollars, if you like, to yes. do that really intensive problem discovery exercise, which is incredibly helpful. I bet. Um, and then one thing Naomi and I are is incredibly resourceful, which I think <laughs> most founders have to be. Um, but we're really lucky in that because of the subject matter, we've been able to attract lots of volunteers of really okay. high calibre. Um, and also our association with the university means that we get access to um, coursework programs where they have work integrated learning. So we get a bunch of um, interns through the university. <laughs> get at, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we also, uh, you know, through AGSM and the MBA community, we've had people that, um, you know, do do work like do research projects for us as part of their yes. MBA coursework. So, and these are, you know, ex-lawyers, ex, you know, mm. ex-consultants. I bet. Really, really top calibre people um, that have helped us design how we do this. Um, and then we've, had, we've been quite lucky. We, we won a program last year um, that CBA ran in conjunction with Microsoft and that gave us access to some grant money. Um, We've received a, a small um, New South Wales government grant as well. And then, you know, technology is very expensive to build. So we actually did do a capital raise. We, we, it closed actually in January this year, but yeah. we, we sort of formally closed the round on the 24th of December. I think documents went out <laughs> at 6 p.m. on the 24th of December. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Exactly. <laughs> So did you find your background and your sister's background in finance helped through the process of uh, being able to, um, you know, negotiate the minefield of um, raising capital? Uh, yeah, so I think, so there's two things. I think um, there's having the conversations and then there's the execution of the raise. So yes. in terms of executing the raise, I was a, you know, a transactional um, uh uh, financial services professional and so being able to to sort of close that transaction was was sort of second nature to to me um, it's a good head start yeah very good head start so yeah. so that that all came sort of quite that thing you know quite intuitive yes. but having the conversations I think as any founder would say you have good one good conversations and then you have you know challenging conversations and then unpleasant conversations as well oh, spectrum of conversations you have around um, capital raising. But mm. we're lucky we sort of on balance had, um, you know, positive conversations with our um, investors that we went out to. Great. Um, now, you've mentioned a few times the 10X program. This is the accelerator program run by the University of New South Wales, uh, the 10X Founders Accelerator. Um, Tell us about that because it's obviously getting a lot of interest and I know applications are open at the moment for the sixth cohort, um, but how useful did you find that program in being able to 
crystallize what it was that you wanted to bring to market? Well, Giveable wouldn't exist if it wasn't for that program. Um, so you've got, you know, if you can imagine Naomi and I, yes, we'd, we'd sort of, you know, played around with tech before, but we never would have called ourselves, you know, startup founders or even yes. founders, never yeah. would have thought of ourselves in that way. And so what that program, that program gave us like basically all the tools that we needed to, um, you know, leave it and then really have the confidence to, to, to keep pursuing and to keep going. Um, and knowing that we had a network and an ecosystem of, um, you know, not just, you know, not just the founders team that, that, you know, they've got all these people that can coach you on all different aspects of, of being a founder and having a startup, but just knowing that you've got this, this university and it's alum that, you know, if you really, you know, were, were motivated to, to access that alumni, you could. And you could mm. find the people that you needed to find to help open the doors that you needed opened in order to 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 move your startup forward. So, yeah, I mean, I you know, Naomi and I will always be very very thankful to UNSW founders and 10x um, because we 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 know that we we wouldn't have got to where we we are today without it. They also run some other programs. Have you um have you been through any of those as well? Yeah, so we did the very first program we did at UNSW was the New Wave um, Female Founders Program. Okay, tell us we, about that. Yeah. Yeah, so we did that with Good Gives. So that was that um, startup that I mentioned, um, or tech platform that I mentioned yes, right at the beginning. Yep, yep. And we got to a point when Amy and I we, we built this like really nifty little platform, and we we're using it for our own birthday parties for our own kids. And then we realized, and then other people that were attending that that birth you know, our birth, kids' birthday parties wanted to use it. And then we started having random people wanting to use it. And so we ended up, you know, going, oh, gosh, what do we do with this thing? We only really built it for ourselves. <laughs> and I was, yeah. on, I was on campus and I was actually trying to finish my um, MBA while I was on maternity leave. And I kept seeing all these flyers around um, campus around a female founders program. And I rang Naomi and I said, oh, maybe this could help us figure out what we do with this thing um, now that everyone seems to want to, you know, you know, in our little network, wanted wanting to yep. use it, and so we end, we we applied and we got in, and we had no like I don't think we had any idea what we were getting ourselves into. Um, <laughs> it was a two week full time program. Yeah. You know, any time there was a, a session, you know, you had to get up and do your ninety second pitch, which I was just terrified about doing. Yes, um, it didn't matter how many times I did it, I was still just mortified. Um, and then at the end of it, there was a, like a you know we had to do a pitch. But little did we know that it was actually a competition. We didn't know it was a competition. Um, and we ended up um, winning a little bit of money because we won that, that competition, which is, was quite cool. Amazing. So, yeah, so it was really good. It was all females. It, it's, a, it's an awesome program because they, they bring in people that have an idea. So, you know, like we had an idea, so we go there. And then what they do is that they also recruit people that may not have an idea but might have a certain skill set or they might be studying something in particular and they think that, well, that's an interesting skill set. Maybe we can link them in with a founder, like, you know, someone with an idea. Okay, so they're creating, yes. yeah, they're sort of creating teams and so you work with people that you never worked with before and you can draw on their expertise. You know, some people are in marketing, some people um, are like coders, some people are, you know, just, you know, doing a business degree, like all sorts of different things. Um, and it's nice that it's all females because, I think it would have been quite intimidating 
to do that sort of that like that was our first program I don't think I would have enjoyed it much just you know getting up and having to do those pitches and um being put on the spot all the time and yes I I don't know if I would have been all that comfortable doing that uh, more more broadly so yeah that was really good really really good and so looking ahead now for Giveable, um, how, how many people are working working in the business and, and what are the plans for the future? Yeah, well, we have about 15 um, people working with us at the moment, um, varying. Some are full-time. Uh, most aren't full-time at the moment because yeah. we're still yeah. obviously in that stage. But lots of part-timers and casual people working with us, just helping us for different parts of the biz- in different parts of the business. Um, we are growing our customer base, um, so which is really exciting, and working with some really, really big companies, big global companies, um, which is amazing for us. We we like to see the complexity of how um, businesses operate and the way that they're thinking about this, because I think it then helps us design, you know, for that use case. But then also we can design something you know, that's more simple for people that, you know, businesses that might not need all of that. But at least we're aware of the complexities and the and, and the train of thought. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're growing, you know, our supplier pool. I think at the moment we're capturing over um, 30,000 businesses that have some form of sustainability credential attribute. And this is a, like, third-party recognised um, credential. Yeah. Um, and... Yes. Yeah, so. And what about overseas? Are you working with um, um, international companies? Yes, we are. Yeah. Yes, which is very exciting. How, we do, always... how, do they find, how do they find you? How do they find out about Giveable? Uh, so, look, like I said, we're, we're, pretty, we're pretty resourceful and um, we're not shy about knocking on some doors. So, Good. yeah, <laughs> you have to be. Uh, yeah. You have to be like that. So um, I think that the, the two that I'm just thinking about at the moment, I literally just cold, cold called them. So, the power of the cold call. I love it. You know, but it works. And, you know, I think um, we've, done, we've done so much research. We've done so many interviews. We know this problem inside out. And so when we have a conversation with a corporate, you can see their heads are nodding and, like, deep nods when whenever I see that I'm like I'm on some I'm onto something here um and and so they the can rate see of nodding exactly exactly and so when you see that you, you sort of um you know you're on the right track and you know that you're offering something of value some information of value um yeah and so so you are in business with your sister what is it like running a company with a family member well, I think luckily for us, she's based in Singapore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think the physical distance um, and the fact that, you know, she's on the screen and I'm on a screen and, you know, it's, uh, it's helpful. Um, so I think that's actually, um, that's because it can be hard. But I think at the mm. beginning, definitely, it's not the easiest thing to work with a family member. Yes. But yeah. I think over time, what's happened is that, you know, I've recognised in Naomi, you know, her strengths and where, you know, you know where where she should really be, um, you know, focusing her efforts and where she's going to get the most mileage and where we're going where we're going to get the best ROI. And then likewise, you know, I'm better not I'm better off not touching certain things and focusing <laughs> on certain things. And so once you kind of figure that out, um, you found your you, rhythm. 
yeah, you find you find your rhythm and you find the balance, and you know, and, and then it and then everything starts to to work um, much more like clockwork. Well, Francis, it's been wonderful catching up with you today. It sounds like you're building an amazing company. Um, I'm encouraging all our listeners to jump onto the website. It's G-I-V-V-A-B-L-E.com, giveable.com. And we wish you all the very best uh, for the years ahead. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me.